Colonization Gate, take one. You're listening to Historically Speaking with Alyssa Gray Titer, a podcast about whatever I want. I'm talking about the stories of our past and how they shape our present narratives. My stories, my way. It's Herstory in the Making. What up, peeps? This is Alyssa, and welcome back to Historically Speaking. <sighs> peeps, what can I say? Your friends out here have my podcast schedule all the way jacked up because their parents didn't teach them how to think critically. So you know what? Let's just dive right into this week uh, or into last week and the shenanigans that went down. So if we backtrack to, what was the day? It was, uh, it'll be six days ago now. So on Tuesday, I posted the following tweet. Actually, that's a lie. I think I posted the tweet on Monday and I didn't post it on Instagram until a day later. Whatever the case may be, here's the tweet. It says, hey, teachers, back to school is on its way. When your students tell you how to pronounce their names, go home and practice. It's not fair to students for you to mess up their names every day because your tongue only speaks colonizer. Who knew? Who knew colonizer was the trigger word? Because the firestorm that ensued after I posted this on Instagram is beyond me. Like even now, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it and I really cannot. So because it made people so angry and truthfully delighted me so much, I figured, you know what, why not just exploit exploit it to its full potential? And we're going to talk about it and we're going to dig in and we're going to talk about colonization today because some of you still don't understand what colonization means. And some of you missed the entire point of the tweet because you were so focused on colonization. So back to what happened. So I post the tweet um, and... My caption at the time, because I've since edited it, edited it, hate that word. (laughs) So it said, let the syllables sit heavy on your tongue until you can pronounce them with the lightness of John, Sarah and Tchaikovsky. Okay, so at first it was, you know, normal, normal stuff. Like people were just like, yeah, you know, totally. Here are some things that I did, which I thought was awesome. Teachers were in the comment section being like, here are some tips that I use to better um, pronounce my students' names. And they were talking about things like Flipgrid and getting their students to say them first. So that way they weren't butchering them just based on looking at them. Um, And then... I don't even know what happened. Actually, I do know what happened. At the time, I didn't know what happened. But all of a sudden, people kind of started to filter in and and weigh in on just one portion of what happened. So, of course, I was like, hmm. You know, the first one, I was like, I'll say something because that's me. I was feeling a little snarky. I also hadn't slept. I was tired that day. I swear you guys picked the worst days to come at me like it's always on a day where I'm extra tired and I'm just not you know feeling a hundred percent and then you got to come with your foolishness so in any case that happened and here is one of the first ones I received it says 
Sometimes we don't know how to pronounce them. What do you mean by colonizer? A white person? That seems a little harsh. When I tell you, I was like, if you don't have several seats right now. So I responded, did you read it or did you just get in your feelings? And then in all caps, because I was irate already, I said, once they tell you how to pronounce it. So that was the first one. The first one I was tired. I posted it in my stories because it's often what I do anyway when people start to act a fool. And then we got another and someone said, hey, I've dealt with people not knowing the correct way to say my name my whole life. And it's not a hard one. How about leaving out the term colonizer and just leaving it that everyone practiced their student's name? In my book, that term was racist. So maybe look at how you treat people. Ooh, child. That was number two. Number three, someone commented again, and then I guess someone else responded. And they were like, exactly. This post does nothing but put people down. It's 2020. Most people I know do everything to do this correct. My name is Denise. Pretty simple. But I get called different names and even called Dennis. Let's keep the divide with posts like this, or we can suggest topics without put downs. You know what, D-Nice? I am just not here for it. And then someone else, wow, colonizer, that's extremely rude. And then another one, wow, colonizer, so sad for the ignorance which breeds racism. (sighs) Again, this kept going on and on, and I could have read you probably 10 more posts that said the same thing. And I was laughing, but I was honestly like flabbergasted that people really could read an entire post about learning your students' names and center themselves, like flip it and center themselves so much so that the only thing they read in the whole post was colonizer. And the funny thing about the entire incident was that I never called anyone a colonizer, Right. Like I was like, are these people serious? Like I honestly had to stop. I must have reread my own tweet like 50 times trying to be like, did I did I actually call someone a colonizer? Because I'm so confused as to how all of these people are getting the same message. And I didn't say that. So. Oh, my God, I don't even know where to go with this because I'm so annoyed still. Like when I read them, when I look back at it, I'm like, oh, you people. So there's a couple things wrong with all of this and with the way people kind of um, came into the story and, you know, ran with it. The first thing was people trying to tell me what I meant to say. So, again, I had a couple of of, um, comments that I didn't mention say like, well, why didn't you just say English instead of saying colonizer? Because I meant colonizer. I meant what I said. And therein lies some of the anti-blackness. Anti-blackness will have you believing that black people don't know how to communicate and thus don't know what they're saying when they're saying it. So when I said colonizer tongue, I meant that. Like, I didn't mean English. I meant that by and large, colonization has made English, our dominant language, right? It is the language um, that you can find around the world. So if you go to other countries, oftentimes you may have a little bit of difficulty communicating, but for the most part, people speak English because it has become our standard. And 
it really was frustrating to me that people automatically assumed that when I said colonizer, I meant white people instead of talking about the language, which is what I was talking about. The other piece that people missed was the fact that white people aren't the only people that speak English. That is you centering whiteness once again. And that is a problem. Why is it that your default when I said colonizer tongue was to automatically think, is she making fun of us? Is she talking about us? How could she be so rude to us? Buddy, I'm speaking English to you. I wrote in English. I wrote, I think I speak in colonizer tongue. So I don't understand where the thought process came in and why people were so offended when it really had absolutely nothing to do with them. The scarier part um, in all of this is that everybody who was commenting on this post uh, were teachers. They are people that teach children. I cannot. I shouldn't just say children, children and youth, um, but teachers. Because what actually ended up happening with this post is that once I posted it here on Instagram, someone screenshotted it and put it or screenshot it and put it in a Facebook group. And the Facebook group is where it really just took off. And so people were obviously searching to find out where the original post came from. And it's funny, instead of going to Twitter, because on Twitter, it still has like three reshares, they came to Instagram and it just went bananas. So (laughs) I think the other part that was kind of, I guess, confusing to me is that people didn't, people took... And again, this shouldn't be confusing to me, but people took kind of their own insecurities about the way they pronounce names that that feel foreign to them and projected it onto me. Um, And this being a me problem, when in reality, it very much had nothing to do with me either. Like, I couldn't believe the kind of um, individualistic attention it was getting, like I was the problem or I said they were the problem when really I said teachers as a whole do better, do better because it's not fair to students to have you constantly mispronouncing their names. And I don't sit here like someone said um, that I should get off my soapbox. And I was like, what? Like this is coming from experience. Like I too, Um, used to go through entire school years uh, mispronouncing students' names because they didn't correct me. Um, I once had a student and her name was spelled one way, um, but pronounced a different way. And she never corrected me the entire year, like never spoke up. That is due to people kind of people not learning. And so then students then internalize that as nobody cares. Nobody cares what my real name is. So why bother correcting anybody? And that's the problem. And that's what I was trying to highlight. And so it feels so icky to me, for lack of a better word, that all teachers could see. And again, this was white teachers only um, could only see. And I, I again, I don't mean all white teachers, but the teachers who commented that had a problem were white. Um, We're like, but how could you say that about me? Um, You really should be thinking, how could you 
give your students a better experience? How did you make your students feel like their names didn't matter? And, you know, that's something that we all have to sit with. It is uncomfortable to, you know, do things that you're not used to, pronounce names that you, again, don't have in your colonizer vocabulary of names. If we think, historically speaking, historically speaking, if you think back in time, what did colonizers do to African people who were enslaved? They changed their names. They took their names from them. Um, what do you think happens now? There are so many kids. I knew a girl in elementary school. Her name was Amrite. By high school, she had changed her name to Amy. Like, I don't understand how you don't problematize something like that. Like how it is, how you cannot find fault in people not feeling comfortable enough to share their names. I know grown people who to this day do not pronounce their own names the way they are meant to be pronounced because other people have mispronounced them for so long and anglicized them um, and eurocentricized them so much that they don't even care anymore to correct people. They honestly are like, no, just pronounce it how you want. And then they'll go home to their family or people they feel comfortable with and pronounce it the right way. That like there's an issue there. And if you can't see that, we have a bigger issue than Colonizer Gate. Like the fact that I'm even dedicating an episode to talking about this and explaining why you taking issue with the word colonizer is a problem is a little bit ridiculous. Like there's no other way to put this than you need to do better. Because the fact that A, you felt entitled to come to my page and gripe about something that wasn't an issue, make it an issue, and then continue to justify it once you were corrected. Oh, I'm sick. Literally, I commented on, I think, maybe two people's posts and then after it was getting obnoxious. And I was like, no, peeps, you deal with it. And the peeps dealt with it. Like, other white folks were correcting you guys and you still were digging your heels in and proclaiming that I was the racist one for saying colonizer tongue. The only reason you felt that way is because your mind works that way. You claim not to see color, but it's very evident that you make value judgments based on color and subsequently race. And that's disappointing. It's disappointing that you know you're a colonizer, evidently, because you attached yourself to it when... I said nothing about it. And it's even more disappointing that in the face of, you know, a bunch of people telling you, sit with it, dig in, feel the discomfort, figure out why this is upsetting to you. People still chose to keep firing back. Like one of you out there was all of 45. What have you been doing for 45 years that allows you to believe that that behavior is appropriate and that you were in the right? Like, that's disgusting to me. This podcast just took like a really weird and bad turn. <laughs> it's me yelling the whole time. So again, I just spent 16 minutes, 16 minutes talking about something that shouldn't be an issue when I'm trying to help elevate the culture and help people understand. So 
to help you understand why it is that many people feel the way they do around colonization and the word colonizer, we are going to dig into colonization, a brief little intro for today's episode of Historically Speaking. Schools in Session. A colonizer, in its simplest form, is a country that sends settlers to a place and establishes political control over it. So somebody said that they weren't descended from royalty and therefore could not be a colonizer. Nope. Wrong again. <laughs> I think it's important to note that the word settler colonial came from that idea um, that it's not just about um, royalty taking over a place, but the act of settling a place that is not yours and thus exerting power and control over that area um, is problematic. So when people hear or when people say settler colonial, c'est la même chose. It's the same thing. Another thing somebody asked me is, um, is colonization or colonizer a Canadian thing? Because um, it doesn't seem to be said in America. Uh, that's probably because you guys don't acknowledge the fact that America is a colonized country. Wasn't Hamilton supposed to teach you that? Um, and yeah, that's just beyond me as well. So again, if we look at things from the stories of the past and how they shape our present narratives, exploration of Turtle Island, aka North America, began in the 10th and 11th century with the Norsemen that came over. And the Norsemen are what many people call the Vikings. It's unclear as to whether Viking actually refers to um, the Norsemen as a whole or just Norsemen who were, I guess, violent in some respects. But nonetheless, the Norsemen did uh, come over to North America to start exploring and settling the land. With their uh, colonies that they had set up, their colonies didn't last very long. And so they're often um, uncredited, I guess, with actually being uh, some of the first colonies on North America. It really wasn't until the late 1400s, early 1500s, when um, Europeans started exploring that people really or that's the history that we really kind of cling to right all of these statues of good old Chrissy Columbus coming down right now um that is colonization right like he is the epitome of colonization he came from Spain to look for spices <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that one I'm not going to touch the spice one but you know what I'm thinking P.S. salt is a mineral not a spice in any case, what is problematic about this exploration is that it negates the fact that there were already people living on the land. Hello, did someone forget about indigenous communities? Of course you did, because it's not in your history book and thus, for whatever reason, doesn't exist for you. So let's look at some examples, shall we? When Christopher Columbus originally landed in what is now called Bahamas, the land at the time was named Guanahani. Columbus then renamed it San Salvador, colonization. When Christopher Columbus finds, and I use that in air quotes, a land that is already inhabited by like two million people and thinks that he has found a new passage east and thus names the people on the land Indians because he thinks he's in India, colonization. In Canada, when Europeans made peace and friendship treaties with indigenous communities, then turned around and gave them blankets infected with smallpox, colonization. 
and genocide. When English is the primary language followed by French, two colonial languages in a country that is on stolen land where there are hundreds of Indigenous communities still living today who have been pushed off of their lands? Colonization. So miss me with the talks about racism because I said the word colonizer when in fact colonizers are racist. All right, school's out. Let's chat. I know this is supposed to be the time where we kick it and we just kind of shoot the breeze. But you know what? I think there are still some things that we need to unpack. And so I'm going to use this time today to do a little bit of that. The first thing is um, tackling this idea of reverse racism, because I saw a lot in the post this idea that racism goes both ways, that, you know, just the word in itself, colonizer, was racist somehow towards white people. Um And so I want to unpack that a little bit. I'm going to read something uh, quickly from the Alberta Civil Liberties Research Center, and it talks about uh, reverse racism as a myth. So it says assumptions and stereotypes about white people are examples of racial prejudice, not racism. Racial prejudice refers to a set of discriminatory or derogatory attitudes based on assumptions deriving from perceptions about race and or skin color. Thus, racial prejudice can indeed be directed at white people. Example, white people can't dance, but is not considered racism because of the systemic relationship of power. When backed with power, prejudice results in acts of discrimination and oppression against groups or individuals. In Canada, white people hold this cultural power due to Eurocentric modes of thinking rooted in colonialism that continue to reproduce and privilege whiteness. Same goes for the U.S. At the end of the day, I think what really needs to happen is there needs to be a lot of privilege checking right now, a lot of privilege checking, a lot of fragility checking um, and sitting down with yourself and examining why you feel the way you feel. Um, It's hard to talk about racism. And I acknowledge that. Um, But there is a special kind of privilege in shying away from talking about it, which is what often happens. And then you want to cry reverse racism when somebody says colonizer, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to laugh because it's absurd to me <laughs> that people were like, you're racist. You called me a colonizer. That's <laughs> like, buddy, <laughs> I get it. Not everyone has critical thinking skills. And I get that. But then please don't ask your students to do it if you can't model it. Um, but again, issues. You white people, you don't have to see yourself in racial terms ever. Um, Black people, people of color, um, indigenous people, like we see ourselves as racialized people all the time. We are very aware that we are not standard, not quote unquote normal. Um, We fit into this different category because whiteness has been so normalized. Um, The other thing is that because of that, you don't have adequate knowledge to make assertions um, about race. It's really not your place to do that. And this is why I often say too many of you talk too much and don't listen enough. And really, that's the heart of it. 
you see something and you immediately want to jump and speak and talk on it, but it's not your place. Sit with things that make you uncomfortable because it will really challenge um, the lens with which you look at things. And you're often unaware that you are looking at things through your lens of privilege, which also brings me to, you know, the point of talking about privileges and something that I wanted to address this week that I said I was going to um, because it happened on the podcast last week. So I made an error last week in discussing the definition of femme. And I really wanted to, you know, shout out. I don't want to put the person's name out there because I don't know if they want to be identified. But, you know, they said to me, hey, you got the definition of femme wrong. And I was like, um, oh, shoot, like immediately I had to go back and look at, you know, my own my own privilege, right? My own cishet privilege that allowed me to, you know, make that mistake. So I did want to clarify. Um, I used the term um, when describing femme, somebody who identifies as female who doesn't benefit from um, masculine privilege, privilege, but that's not the case. You don't have to identify as female in order to be considered femme because many GNC people, non-binary people, and men are also femmes. Um, and that's a term that originates in the queer community. So as someone who is cishet, it definitely is not my place to define it. And it's also, um, but it is my place to correct it when I'm told that I have gotten it wrong. And that's the piece that um, white privilege or people with white privilege are still kind of unpacking. You haven't identified that you have a role in correcting, in sitting with, you know, the errors that you're going to make and sitting with things that make you uncomfortable. Um, this didn't make me uncomfortable. I got it wrong. I was very much like, you know what? My bad. And identifying that it wasn't my place to be like, nope. But I definitely like I definitely said, hey, here's where I got um, the thing. I can see how I might have gotten it wrong, but like I was confused, truthfully. And the person went out of their way to help me out and help me unpack it. And you know what? That was extra labor on their part that they really didn't have to do, but they did. So you also need to recognize that when when someone who doesn't have the same privileges as you goes out of their way to try and correct you um, and you're resistant to that change, how frustrating it is and how much extra emotional labor they are doing for you. And on that note, I'm going to talk about my last story um, of the day in relation to Colonizer Gate, which I already have talked about on my Instagram and it's saved in the highlight. But again, for those of you who are not following me on Instagram and just as a general FYI of what not to do and how your privilege really does impact your actions, um, let's get into it. So in the midst of all of this nonsense happening, people just commenting this post literally going mini viral or viral for me, right? Like, again, I know people are like, you have 20K followers, like that's a lot. I, but you have to understand, like, this is all very new for me. So in this kind of virility that happens with this post, um, all of a sudden, like I'm on my phone, I'm trying to kind of ignore what's happening because there's a lot of stuff at the time. And then I get this like someone so wants to send you a message and it's from Facebook Messenger, which I never use. 
But in any case, I open it up because I'm like, I don't know what it is. I've been, you know, getting a lot of messages, like a lot of the the inquiries that I get, like business inquiries, funny enough, have come through like my Instagram, um, others mailbox or like, what is it? Other messages or like my Facebook, other messages, like things that I would typically miss. So just in case I open this one up, it says, hi, Alyssa, can you check a message from me on Instagram? I'd love for you to weigh in. And I'm like, okay, interesting. Like someone went out of their way, not in a good way this time um, to message me to ask me to check my Instagram mail. Weird. So I go and check it. It's this long, long message that reads, Hi, Alyssa. Someone shared your post on hacking school discipline on Facebook. That's the group that it was in. It's it's caused, sorry, it's caused quite a stir. This may be a good thing. I was offended at first, not because I disagree with the respect people deserve to have their name properly pronounced, but the colonizer tongue comment. I was called out when I mentioned it was derogatory and unnecessary. (sighs) Sorry, the (sighs) was me. (laughs) However, someone on the post provided an explanation regarding the names. Original colonists decided to morph into something they felt more appropriate for whatever reason. This made sense to me. My thinking began to change. I like to presume positive intent. I read some of your blog posts. I believe you are interested in all good things, things that humanize people. Did you mean, did you mean to offend white people? Um, sorry. Did you mean to offend white people in particular or the act of disregarding people's names to feel valued with their name? If you did, I'll respectfully leave you to yours. But was it intentional? Sadly, I think the message may have gotten lost initially to some of us with the last part of the post. I'd love to invite you into the Facebook conversation. I do want to know better. I also want to do better. I always think it's important to respect culture and background. I want to do what's respectfully, especially especially if it's reciprocated. And that was from Aaron. Yeah, I'm putting your name up there. I don't feel I feel no ways anymore. So number one. You read the post. It sounds sweet, doesn't it? Right? Like she tried her very best to come off as kind, but it's hella condescending. Um, And that's the privilege that she doesn't realize. Like the fact that she felt like she was entitled to my time, my opinion, um, after I had already made it very clear on Instagram what it was that I was talking about. If she had read through the comments and seen what other people um, were posting, she would have gotten the idea, right? It would just would have taken a little more of her time to do that. Instead, she wanted my personal attention and for me to make it okay for other people to like my post and for her to feel good about liking my post. She missed the memo like you missed the entire point of it again, because Your privilege made it seem like the only way you could possibly like this post and like the information that I was giving you is if I meant it positively, if I meant it in a nice way, if you could tone police me into making it nice for you. And so it really was, again, astounding to me that she felt so entitled to everything and The fact that she said, did I mean to offend white people in particular? Like, again, I will state. 
I'm speaking English, right? Is this not is this not colonizer tongue? I'm confused. Um, so the fact that she attached colonizer tongue to white people, to her in particular, particularly, um, or to her in particular, sorry, I can't speak anymore, um, and then called it originally, before she got corrected, derogatory and unnecessary. Do you go through your favorite books and do the same thing? Do you edit those books as you go through them and say, ah, that word wasn't necessarily necessary. I can't speak. Ah, why did they use that? I think it's so important for you to realize, like, just because I'm on Instagram um, and you think, you know, that things are done just for shock value. I truthfully, I am an academic. I am a writer. I am a creative. The words that I use mean something to me. I like the way they roll off the tongue. People who actually know me know that I used to write music. Like for a while, I thought I was going to be a singer and a songwriter. And so lyrically, I hear things different. I appreciate the nuances of words. I think words matter. And I did choose my words very carefully. And I'm proud of the words that I chose. So if you are one of the people that is just finding me um, because of Colonizer Gate and, you know, you feel entitled to give me your two cents Think twice, read first, understand first, sit with the discomfort. Think about why I might have said what I said. Do not assume anything. There's no need for you to assume positive intent. Like, that's great and all. Like, you can assume that I meant a positive thing. But even if I meant it negatively, understand the message. And the message wasn't about you. It was about a better place for our students. Also understand that as a black woman, I am often underestimated and I'm so tired of it. I am smart. I am articulate. I know what I mean to say, when I mean to say it, how I mean to say it. And if you have a problem with that, you can exit stage left. Peace out. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Alyssa G. Titer. And you can find this podcast wherever podcasts are available. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. <laughs> can you believe the audacity of some people? The nerve. The gall. <laughs>